0: Welcome to Lead With Less, the podcast for confident professionals, with me, your host, Tash Peterson, Certified Leadership and Mindset Coach. This is the podcast for confident professionals that will help you move through overwhelm, burnout and self-doubt by sharing actionable strategies and practical steps that can have an immediate impact for you. With a mix of solo and guest episodes, I will share everything I've learned and applied over the last decade that has enabled me to create an extremely successful HR career and since then a profitable and thriving coaching business, all while blending it with everyday life and motherhood. I've also coached and empowered over 150 clients through one-on-one coaching and group programs to transform their lives and careers using these strategies. They now confidently thrive as their best selves and now I want you to have access to all of the goods too. This is the perfect spot if you're new to your career, a seasoned professional or aspiring into a people leadership role and want to lead with less so you can live and work with more confidence, clarity and energy. Welcome to another episode of Lead with Less. This is a guest episode with Rosie McCarthy, the CEO of Badass Careers, and it is an amazing episode. I love Rosie. I love everything about who she is, what she does, and I am so excited to be bringing you this episode. Rosie is the founder and CEO of Badass Careers, which is a movement dedicated to helping goal-getting professionals to figure out what they want in their career and then make it happen. With 13-plus years in recruitment, HR, and career coaching, she's been on the other side of the hiring table in some of the world's most successful companies, from Fortune 500s to tech startups, and knows what separates the most successful candidates from the rest. She's also seen firsthand how life-changing it can be for bright, talented people to go from feeling stuck and underutilized to doing work they freaking love and has made it her mission to help thousands of people to do just that the world over. This episode is filled with so much goodness. If you know Rosie and have followed her, she is huge on Instagram. She's got a huge following. Her content is absolutely out of this world. And I'm really excited for her to just bring it together into this episode with me. In this episode, we talk about her own career story. So the journey from studying HR, moving to Paris, getting her masters in HR, and then building her incredible badass careers company. We talk about what it means to actually have a badass career and why it's important to build one and to have one. I also ask Rosie to distinctly define the difference between purpose and passion. And this is such a great conversation and i'm really looking forward to you listening to what she means by this we then also talk about the biggest reasons people want to change their careers and some really key strategies and actionable takeaways that you can start doing right now to build a badass career so if you are currently wanting to change careers up level your career maybe do a little bit of a pivot, or maybe just anchor into being the best version of yourself in your career, this episode is going to be fabulous. So I hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. And here we go. Hello, hello, Rosie. It's so exciting to have you on the Lead With Less podcast. Probably one of my biz besties. That's probably what I would call you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm so excited to be here because I've I've been rooting for this podcast to exist <laughs> for <laughs> so long. <laughs> and I'm like, Tash, you need to use that podcast voice and those beautiful deep thoughts of yours and those golden wisdom nuggets. Like this needs to go out worldwide. So I'm so glad that you're doing the thing and
0: that I am a guest here. It feels very full circle. It really, really does. Yeah. Rosie and I met on a coaching program. We were connected by coach that we shared at the time and we have just yeah we connected and we've been biz Bestie since we've had monthly or bi-monthly catch-ups for the last what two and a half almost three years and then yeah I worked in your company for over two years and you went through my pregnancy and my maternity leave you were there I was a success coach with badass careers so it was just really beautiful to watch you build your business but We're not here to talk necessarily about the business today, but we are here to talk about how to build a badass career. So your business is called Badass Careers, which is just Mm -hmm. epic. Um, So yeah, to get us started, I really would love for you to share your career story and how you came to build essentially your badass career and then essentially your company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I have to say, I was very proud of myself when I landed that name and I found that the .com do- domain was still available. <laughs> it was a high, um, but yes, a us career. What is it and how did it happen? I mean, it definitely wasn't uh, the uh, necessarily the intention or the plan from the get-go. I didn't know what that was. I didn't really know what I was doing. Like so many of us, high school did not set me up for this right? University did not set me up for this. However, I think uh, my journey really begins when I had a bit of a, a crisis mode because I had been working nonstop to get into med school. This was my dream. I was physics, biology, chemistry, math. I was there getting into med school. And when I actually got the acceptance letter, I had this overwhelming feeling that that's not what I wanted to do. Oh, my God. Med school acceptance and that. Yeah. Oh. And I just remember the voice saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, it wow. was like a, it was like an overwhelming feeling. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I'm glad it happened because it prompted me to go and speak to a careers advisor um, at university. And while looking back, it was a wholesome experience. It was pretty basic, pretty simple. However, it gave me something very big which was the gift of understanding that the career you choose isn't actually about money or status or what would make your mum the proudest. It's about who you are. So we started doing some testing, some MBTI testing, some future selves testing, and some of these, you know, I guess, questionnaires, which was enough to give me the nugget of like, wow. I didn't even think about starting with me. <laughs> and anyway, through all of this testing, the two big things that kept, kept coming up were human resources and psychology. And so I was like, look, I'll give it a go. And so I did a double degree, um, Bachelor of Science majoring in psychology, and then a Bachelor of Business major- majoring in management and human resources. And then the rest is kind of history because I did find alignment. I did find purpose. And I became obsessed with this whole concept of, psychology and behavioral sciences and understanding human beings so that at work where we spend so much of our lives we can grow we can thrive we can feel engaged we can perform and we can reach the potential that we want to reach like our definition of success and so from that point I was basically on track and so I started you know I've worked um in recruitment and learning and development and human resources all over the place so in New Zealand it was in government and Fonterra I did their human resources graduate program for two years and then lot twist I met my uh, now French husband this was 12 years ago <laughs> and um I met a Frenchman and I decided I wanted to go to Europe so went over to Paris got my master's degree in human resources doubled down on that study on that journey and ended up, yeah, forging a, a career over in Europe as well, across some big multinationals, consulting, tech startups. I've worked in seven different industries. I've, I've been around the place. Um, and we'll talk about that because a lot of people ask me how I knew what to do and when, and it always comes back to purpose. It's like once you've got your purpose, you can make decisions quite easily. And then um, after six beautiful years in Paris and building up my career over there, uh, my, my husband got a role ironically in New Zealand got a really exciting role back here and I had a decision point in front of me which is what am I going to do because I knew I'd have to resign from my corporate role and uh, I had been feeling a lot of shifts in my values and what I wanted out of my life and what was important to me and I had been thinking through this inkling of career coaching and actually The whole reason I got into HR was to help people thrive at work. And I felt like a lot of the times I was being used as a tool for companies to execute their strategy and make people more productive and higher performing. And I was like, what would it look like if I could help the person? Mm. What would it look like if I could truly support the employee, the candidate, you know, rather than be the right hand of the company as Mm. such? And um, so I'd been toying with the idea, and again, it's 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 always the same purpose, but it's different expressions of it, right? Whether I was recruiting, whether it was um, building out leadership development programs for L'Oreal over in Paris, whether it's the career coaching, it's helping people to love their work. But I was like, I'm ready for a new expression of that purpose, and I decided to give it a go. And I was like, you know what? I'll give this a go for four to six months to see how it goes. And uh, almost four years later, we're still here. We're still helping people to find their purpose, um, brand themselves, market themselves and land their dream jobs. And I can hand on heart say that I have built this career on purpose and I have achieved my definition of success and fulfillment. And it feels really, really good.
0: I love that. And I can so resonate with when you said, How would it feel to help the person without being kind of tied to the company? Because that's exactly why I went out and started my own coaching practice. Because I always felt like I couldn't necessarily have the really blunt, honest conversation around, Is this really the place for you? Like, is this really what's going to help you be your best? Because I always felt like, Oh, but you know, I should be getting them to be more productive um yeah so I can totally re- resonate to that of kind of forging your own path and sometimes that means that we need to step out of the structure of an organization and kind of yeah and do that on our own so I really love that so you talk about purpose you talk about it all linking back to purpose and it's simplifying uh life and I know that you're going to probably dive into this in the next question but what does it actually mean to have a badass career like what does that what does that mean and why is it important that we build one? Mm, I mean,
1: just to start, you know, badass, what does that mean, right? Like people are like, what's a badass? Am I a badass? Is a bit rebellious? Is it a bit, there's energy to the word badass and it's it's on purpose. So for me, we're all badasses. Like I work with a lot of people who are um, in corporate language, we would call them talent or high potentials. Um, they may self-describe as overachievers or goal getters. And the ironic thing is is that the more successful you are and the more overachieving you are, the less likely you are to realize that you actually are that thing. So firstly, Mm. there's a reclamation of the word badass because we're so hard on ourselves, right? We're always, you know, we know we could be doing better and better and better. So the word badass is like, we're all badasses. We have this energy that is, we have so much potential. We are unique. There is literally no one on this planet like us and we need to own that to have the most fulfilling career. So it's like this reclamation, like we are badass, right? So there's a confidence to it. And it's it's a celebration of the fact that there's only one you and your career won't look like anyone else's. Mm. Now, getting to the career part. So a badass career is building a career that, kind of like me, it reaches your definition of success and allows you to feel fulfilled. And that will look wildly different depending on the person you are it's a career that is intentional it's by design it's strategic and it feels like a natural extension of you mm-hmm. that's why I say it's on purpose it's your purpose and as you evolve you're able to 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 touch base with yourself rejig some things tweak some things and create that purpose again and create that purpose again so, it's a career that is so centered around who you are and in touch with who you become and how you evolve. And it's allowing work to shape shift around that so that you're feeling the most fulfilled you can in the current phase of life. So, it's very intentional, it's very strategic, and it's all
0: about you and what matters to you. Oh, that just hits so deep why is this not the conversation that career advisors are having like why is this not what we're talking about at university right around like who are you as a person and designing around who you are because who you changes throughout your life right like even in the the three years that we've known each other Mm. we've both drastically changed like i've become a mom like i've you know moved cities i've Mm -hmm. you know done all these different things and you've bought a second property and you've you know changed so much in your life and changed your business and everything yeah. Like how can we just be expected to just have this one like, oh, I'm gonna be an accountant for the rest of my life, or I'm gonna be a doctor forever. You know, and some of the, you know, you may, absolutely. There are those people that are like, this is just what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And then there are other people who do shift and change. And sometimes we can like how we think about careers with the traditional way that we think about careers keeps us this idea that we have to just stay the same, right? Even though mm-hmm. we fundamentally change and shift. And possibly this is why you connect purpose right and like and also how you then talk about passion and this is my next question for you is this is something i've heard you speak a lot about is you know don't follow your passion follow your purpose can you talk can you explain why you differentiate those two how you differentiate them and why it's purpose over passion or maybe we don't have to say over passion but why it's purpose instead of passion as the focus
1: oh so many convictions on this I'm really happy to speak to this because I think a lot of people use purpose and passion as synonyms Mm. and again no one taught us this stuff no one no one you know I mean first personally when I was at high school no one was helping me to ask answer the big questions around who am I and how do I want to change the world and what's my calling so this is this can be a new terminology for people new concepts for people but firstly let me walk you through why you know why passion isn't what you want to build your career around and it, it isn't the starting point for big career decisions. So following your passion is inherently problematic because we can only be passionate about things we've tried in the past. It's very past focused. And we have so many new roles and industries and opportunities arising all the time, right? Five years ago, how would I know that I would have really enjoyed being a TikTok creator, for example, right? Or like whatever it is when it wasn't really a thing. So we can't like when we base our future around our past, it limits us a lot. And then secondly, the word passion is quite problematic because a lot of people either don't, either like don't identify with having one compelling passion that they actually want to double down on for 40 plus hours per week. And then other people are incredibly multi-passionate and they would struggle to choose and then other people you know their passions may not be um, very lucrative for example and therefore when you're thinking about other factors like the kind of lifestyle design you want to have and and those goals it may not make sense you know there are many many reasons that it just doesn't add up as something to follow what you're passionate about and what gives you energy it's really interesting information for me as a coach it's a clue it gives us um, insights as to what makes your brain tick. It's, it's useful information, but not more useful than your strengths or your values or some of the critical life experiences you've been through or anything else that makes you you. And so this emphasis on passion is a little bit problematic. And also passions can be incredibly important to protect <laughs> in your life design. We need passions. We need things that aren't monetized. We need things that have us in a state of flow and there's no pressure attached. We need downtime. (laughs) So it's also really, I'm quite protective of our passions, right? So yes, they can give me insights into you, but you don't need to make a career out of your passions. So purpose is something different. So purpose is around all of those things that make you you and then matching that to a need um, that the that the world has and an impact that you want to make. It's like finding a sweet spot between who you are and what you have to give. And then also alignment. So alignment being, does it help you meet your lifestyle desires? Okay, is it going to pay you what you need? Are you going to be surrounded by the kind of people that light you up? Are you going to be working on a mission that's important to you? Are you going to be part of a culture that matters to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot more that goes into purpose versus doubling down on one thing. And just to wrap this up, what I want to say is it's not just passion that's the problem. Following just one part of you is going to be problematic and whatever that is. So what I mean by that is that so many people became lawyers because maybe a teacher or a parent or someone said to them, you're really good at debating. Mm. right the one thing you're great at debating you should be a lawyer so they double down they go hard they get the law degree they're bright they're capable they can do it and they can do the job really well but maybe they're sitting in that office and thinking to themselves wow you know this isn't as innovative as an of an environment as i thought it might be or when i look around and i see the people around me that's not necessarily the values i share or when i look a up above at the top layer leadership, that's not necessarily the leader I want to become. And so there are so many factors that go into what actually makes you enjoy your job. So if you just get into something because of that one skill you have, or that one passion you have, or that one mm, value or cause that you care so deeply about, you've got to be very careful because there are a hundred other factors that might may not suit you. And that's why purpose looks at all of you it's a very whole person approach
0: and also you know being a lawyer in real life isn't what it's like on suits you're not spending all of your time in a courtroom <laughs> debating you know you're doing research and paperwork mm-hmm. so it's like oh yeah i'm great at debating but i spend two hours of my 40 hours a week debating and i spend the other 38 mm-hmm. hours doing paperwork and it's like oh god is this really what i want to be doing i'm actually not very strong in in research and actually that's 98 percent of my job which i didn't know that before so yeah again it's if we're only focusing on that one thing that yes, maybe we're strong at, you know, yeah, there's even in the unicorn job, and this is what came up a lot through when I was coaching and Badass. It's like even the unicorn job are going to have aspects that you don't necessarily enjoy or, you know, I love my job. This is absolutely my dream job, but I I don't like accounting. It's like my nightmare, but I still have to do it because that's part of being a business owner is accounting, but I have an accountant who fills in the gap around doing all of the detailed stuff but my connection to my job as a whole keeps me engaged in the accounting aspect you know because it's enough right like I love my job as like enough or big enough that I can do the parts that I don't really like doing but I know are critical for me to be able to to fulfill the dream job yeah so I really love that distinction and I think that's so important when we just you know we're conditioned to only focus on you know the most lucrative skill or the most lucrative strength where it's like actually, but that's not the only thing that you are. It's not the only part of who you are. So how do we connect all of those dots? Mm-hmm. But I also really love what you said around monetizing passion and that I I would have to say that this is probably the biggest problem with where we've gotten to in this era of work is everything can essentially be monetized in some mm-hmm. way. And I think everyone feels the pressure of monetizing because that's what it means to have freedom. That's what it means to do what you love. That mean That is what it means to, yeah, to follow your passion is for what you love to become money or to make you money. But actually so often in what we've seen with the clients that we worked with, it disconnects the joy because it now becomes pressurized versus something that we just do for the love of it. So I really love that distinction. And just something I wanted you to just elaborate on a little bit more about purpose because this is probably one of the biggest things that I've gotten from you just watching you in action is that purpose and this is how I also kind of look at purpose is purpose is about the why it's not necessarily about the how so I'd love your take on that because this is kind of how I've interpreted that listening to you and learning from you Mm. is that Your why and your purpose may essentially stay the same for your whole 60, 40, 60, 80 year career, but how you fulfill that may change over the 40, 60, or 80 career. So, like as you, you know, said earlier in your conversation, like for me, I was an HR professional as well. That was my background, that's what I studied. I then became an HR consultant. I had my own business then and now I'm a coach. My why is still the same. So like my purpose. Mm. Is the same in terms of the impact I want to have and how I want to help people, but how I fulfilled that has been done through three different ways, but I'm still aligned to that purpose. So I really would love for you just to dig into that a bit more and just, I guess, maybe this will allow people to think about purpose as being more freeing than passion in that sense.
1: Yeah, I love this question um, because it's true. There's There's a difference between having your vision for your career and purpose and again a lot of people confuse these two things and when you have a career vision you know your purpose so your why you know um, how you want to work so in which context environment what are the deal breakers for you and you know what you're going to be doing concretely so you know all of these things but it starts with the deepest layer which is the purpose which is so a lot of people start at that top layer of what do i do what should I do? What's my job title? What's my salary band? The what, right? Let alone thinking about the how. So some people have started to, you know, think a little bit more recently, like, do I want to work remotely? And, you know, like when hot topics come up, it does push people to think about certain elements like that, but still there's a lot of work to be done. But very, very few people are operating from a place of purpose and understanding what their purpose is. And your purpose is quite a stable concept, as Tash and I have shared. You often find it, it will shift and evolve slightly, um, and it may become, but it's often quite adjacent to what you were previously doing. Like there's always like this this calling towards the same kind of thing. Like ultimately, Tasha and I are called to help people thrive and be their best selves, and and unlock that potential that's inside of them, um, and support them to flourish and open up into that potential, and and make that happen for themselves and design what they want to happen and then make it happen. And so we're focused on, you know, maybe doing that for people who are corporate prof- professionals and leaders at the moment, but it could also be for different groups of people. But essentially there'll be this this calling, this sense, this purpose of, of, of what's driving us and what feels really important to us and the kind of contribution we want to make to the world. So the purpose is very much the why you do what you do. And I liked what you were saying before around... It's, it's this pull. It gives you so much energy. It helps you to get out of bed in the morning and be excited for the day. And even, you know, you're not going to love every element of your job, but it allows your work to feel, you know, 80, 90% of the time enjoyable, like really enjoyable because you know that you're working for something bigger. It's something that you connect to and it's bigger than just you, which I think is very important as well. Mm. So for example, to give a, another sort of concrete example, if we think about um, a social worker, for example, so that's what they do. Their job title is social worker and how they want like to do it. Maybe they like to work on a small team, working with a specific age group and, you know, dealing with X number of cases per week. You know, that's sort of some factors around how they like to do it with a, a strong manager or mentor character and, you know, say five or so so really supportive colleagues around them. That might be sort of how they want to do the work. Now, their why isn't I'm a social worker. Their why is probably something like helping helping children and adolescents who have gone through you know specific levels of adversity or hardship in their life, helping them to overcome that and get them to feeling really, you know, accessing a sense of well-being and confidence, for example, like that might be more so their their why at that level. It's a lot deeper. And it means that, Yes, they could be a social worker, but they could also run a community dance center. They could also be a sexual health advocate for teenagers. They could also be so many different things. Mm. So that, so yes, why your why and your purpose is a little bit more stable, a little bit more long lasting. And, and while we're always evolving, it tends to be more so a tweak, right? Whereas the, the what you do for work, that can, from the outside at least, that can look quite different. And there can be so many exciting, you know, they could become an educator for other social workers. They could become a a mental health coach for social workers. They could, you know, there are so many directions that they could go and they'll still be fulfilling their purpose. So it's not about boxing you in. There's actually more, options and more opportunities to fulfill your purpose than you could ever possibly tackle in one lifetime (laughs) so it's um it's really exciting in that way
0: and it goes to what you were saying when you were talking about your own career story when your purpose is quite clear it makes things simpler Mm. not always necessarily easier because sometimes the big decisions aren't always the easy decisions but they become very simple because it becomes very like is this aligned to this or not And then we have to do the mindset work to be like, okay, well, how do I make that decision? It doesn't feel easy. It feels really hard. But the simplicity comes from the clarity of purpose, which is what I really love.
1: Yes. You get very, very good at, sorry, I was just going to say, you get very, very good at identifying shiny object syndrome. Yes. Like that, that's an amazing opportunity. Like, thank you for thinking of me, but it's not mine. Yes.
0: Yeah. And that's like what has become really clear for me. Like now, my purpose is, is still the same, but now how I fulfill it is different because I'm, I have a child now. So the way I make decisions is slightly different. And so I'm like, yes, that does align with my purpose, but it doesn't actually meet this ABC, which are really big factors for me in this season of life. So it's a no. So again, mm. it like, you know, it may still align with purpose, but these other elements, you know, it doesn't connect with. And so again, it's like, it makes things a lot more simpler and because of mm. the clarity and and that's usually why decisions can become really difficult is because there isn't a level of clarity that, that we have there. So I really Absolutely. love that. Before you share three key ways that people can start to build their badass career, I would really love through all of the coaching you've done, everything that you've seen is what are some of the biggest reasons people want to change their careers or pursue something different, or maybe feel like, wait, maybe I don't actually have a badass career, you know, because there might be some people listening who might be feeling a little bit, maybe, what's the word, ambivalent, is that the word, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, eh, about what they're doing, and so I'd really love for you just to share what are some of the the signs, you know, that maybe you're ready for something different, or, you know, maybe it's time to look at, at something different, maybe you're not in a badass career that you thought you were, before we jump yeah. into what some people can do to yeah, to start taking some action.
1: Absolutely. And I loved what you brought up earlier, which was almost around this sort of ratio, uh, because it's a really great way of measuring it. Um, So a badass career, what you'll find is that 80 to 90% of your week feels energizing versus draining, as in you feel flowy, you're looking forward to it, you enjoy what you're working on, you enjoy interacting with the people around you. In general, right, there's always going to be that 10 to 20% that sometimes feels like a bit of a dip, but in general, it feels like you're able to go home at the end of the day and still be the best version of you and still have energy to give to your life on your evenings and your weekends because you aren't rouchy, you're not shitty, you're not moody, you're not down, you're not depressed. You know, it's like, it, you'll know, right? And I, I know that the people listening to this will will be able to assess kind of the percentage of that. Now, there are three main things that I see coming through time and time again. The first category are the people who are in objectively on paper, good jobs, well paid. You know, they got the degree, they worked hard, they got the job, you know, everyone's proud of them. You know, it's like they've got a good job, but they've got that inner voice, a little nudge saying to them, I think there's more out there for you. Maybe they are feeling like they're underutilized, maybe they're feeling a bit bored, maybe they're feeling like they just have more to give, or maybe they thought that the that, that the impact they would be making would feel more meaningful at this stage of their career. And so it can be, you know, going back to the lawyer example, it can be someone who's been a lawyer for seven years. I've got someone very particular in mind who knew from the first day on the job, like, okay, this isn't as shiny as I thought it was as a career and it's actually quite repetitive and it's a lot of box ticking and I just have to kind of fill out the details of these contracts over and over again, right? On the same old templates. And so she knew that she was, she had the potential to be a very innovative, creative, collaborative, disruptive thinker. And she had this inner voice saying, this isn't it. This isn't where you're going to be able to do that. The second main thing is, you know, usually following a life change and a shift in values. When I married Niels, my value of freedom became number one because even though I had an incredible job, I mean, I was doing leadership development programs for millennials worldwide at L'Oreal, helping them find purpose and do their career strategy. It was an incredible job, but I couldn't come home to New Zealand. I couldn't Come home if my friends needed me. I had to ask for permission for annual leave if I wanted to visit my parents. And so things like that started to feel really not okay for me anymore. And I knew something had to change. So that would be an example of a shift in values. It can be often in a, you know, off following a kind of critical life experience. It could be a life change. Um, it could even be an awakening or a light bulb moment around, for example, the kind of leader you want to be and you realize that this place you're currently working in won't allow that to happen for you. And then you've got the third case, which is kind of the saddest, but it's a case that a lot of people are in because society normalizes it, which is miserable, hating their job, Mm. putting up with toxic behaviors. And they know that something's not right And they know that they're often coping in unhealthy ways, like, oh, looking forward to wine o'clock, you know, just to get through the week. But they know deep down that there is something very wrong and work shouldn't have to feel like that, especially when we have the privilege that we all do, if you're listening to this podcast, to have chosen what you studied, to have some degree of choice in where we get to work. We actually get to choose different.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that one, like that last one, right? Like just because it's normalized doesn't mean it's normal, right? Mm. And that's 90% of society. <laughs> mm-hmm. Things that are normalized, but not necessarily that they should be normal. Yeah, I love those. And I have to say, I've been through all three of those. <laughs> mm. <laughs> those yep. are all. Yep. Those have all shown up for me, for sure. I really love those and I can definitely imagine that there are some people being like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm definitely number two right now or (laughs) I can feel maybe I'm number three. So if that's you, this this is your nudge to listen to this next part around how you can really start to take some action to start to build your badass career. So could you share three, you know, starting points, three key steps that people can take action on right now, you know, they finish listening to this podcast episode or they go back and re-listen on how they can start to build their own badass career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to lie, this is deep work. It's not easy to put it into perspective. You know, I have a program that's just focused on the the career vision and purpose piece and it's three months of coaching, right? Just that part. So um, quick actions, are these are going to be bite-sized tasters and they're going to start the energy flowing and they're going to get that momentum flowing and that's already a massive big first step and it's an invitation to continue that that journey and that work so the first thing I would say is that the number one action you need to take is knowing who you are and even if you feel like you're a very self-aware person maybe you haven't checked in for a while and you need to reintroduce yourself to who you are today that's what happened to to oh, me I when that. I was living in France, because I, I i am a very self-aware person. I've done a lot of coaching. I'm always working on myself. And yet I was like, what doesn't feel right? I've got this dream job and my career happiness is peaking at 70%. What's going on? So sometimes you need to check back in what's changed my freedom value. So two things I would get started with. There are many, many different factors that come into your purpose, but two Big ones that are a really great pragmatic place to start your strengths and your values, so you can do you know online tests like um, you know highfivetest.com strength diagnost- type diagnostics and there's paid ones as well Clifton Strengths. There are. Um, you know, asking friends, family, when have you seen me at my best? When have you seen me in my element? When have you seen me in flow? What do you think I do differently to others? How do you think I think differently to others? So asking loved ones, doing some journaling, but really trying to remember what are my strengths and what's unique to me in that way? And 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 how do I think differently? And how would, how do I approach problem solving differently? And what are my zones of genius and what makes me magic? And then your values as well. So again, You can find online values, sorters. You can, you know, obviously these free free tools have their limits, but it can start the conversation if you're not currently engaged with a coach, for example. So, you know, start putting some language around values and what matters to you. The second big thing, after you know who you are, you've got to know what you want. So once you start figuring out who you are and getting those little clues of what your purpose might be, then it's like, well, what do you want to do with that? And so... Already using that language from these, you know, strengths and values you and and getting those purpose clues, you can start have a look out there, right? Just put in the keywords into LinkedIn, stalk people on LinkedIn, stalk companies, um, go to conferences. Like if you're like, oh, I think diversity and inclusion is really important to me. Find conferences around diversity and inclusion and see who the keynote speakers are, see who's sponsoring it. You like go on a bit of a, a treasure hunt. And start having, you know, some getting those clues around how you want to work. Do you like the idea of working on a, in a small family-like company? Do you like the idea of a fast-paced startup? Do you like the idea of a global multinational that could catapult that international career? You know, all of these kinds of things. Just open your mind to what exists these days. Look for those keywords on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. Who knows what you'll find, right? Just get curious about that and start figuring out how you want to work and then the third thing I think everyone should start working on is practicing knowing how to therefore sell it knowing how to market it knowing how to advocate for you and all that you have to offer and so one exercise I would give you is trying to come up with a personal brand statement for yourself which is around I help who." To do what so that they can what, right? What's the impact? What's the transformation? So mine might be, I help ambitious corporate goal getters to find their purpose and land their dream jobs so that they can make the impact they were born to make or something like that, right? Hmm. So it's like, I help who to do what so that they can. And try that on for fantasy careers that you haven't actually necessarily built yet and see how they feel and see how they energize you like this is a lot of deep work but hopefully these three sort of snack sized activities can give people a taster for the
0: kind of thinking they can be doing yeah and like with anything like you know as we know careers aren't built overnight you know the people listening have probably been in their career for a number of years so exactly Mm. like how that's been happening for a number of years this isn't you know a quick like oh i just know who i am like through (laughs) one conversation or like, oh, I know exactly what I want. Mm. But I can guarantee you, you know, for the knowing what you want particular, you know what you don't want. Everybody knows what they don't want because that's what everyone focuses on. It's like, I don't want this, Mm -hmm. I don't want this, I hate this. Mm -hmm. But actually spending time of actually getting clear about what you do want will bring to life a lot more of those other things. So, Mm. yeah, even though it is deep work and there's so much that goes into this and it is a process, just asking these questions well i can guarantee you just nudge people enough to be like oh yeah there is something here that that needs to happen there's something here that i need to shift and mm-hmm. I've done this like, cause I, you know, we, we collaborated on a module for one of my programs and this mm-hmm. is something that you share with, with my group program as well. And it's something that I went through myself. I'm like, this is my coaching business, really what I want to do. And I'm like, oh wait, yes, it really is. Cause I went through mm-hmm. these three points and, um, and even on a surface level, you know, if you start this, it'll give you enough to really get going as you say, like start researching. And I really, really want to emphasize what you said around get curious at what at what's available today because mm. what was it like maybe three or four years ago they said 80% of the jobs by 2020 2020 or even 2025 or something hasn't don't exist yet so it's like again yeah. do you even know what's really available what's out there you know what you can really align yourself with uh, and that you know goes back to what you're saying don't you know don't create your future based on your past which I really love yes. I really love those three. Thank you so much. And last last piece here that I'd love for you to share with people is if people get stuck, feel defeated or paralyzed, because we know that this is a reality of the human brain and thinking or feeling like they could have a meaningful, purposeful, badass career, what would you say to them? Like what would be what would be the like rosy nugget that you would give to them?
1: What I would say is that we have been told we've been told through tv series through our parents through the way you know the workforce used to be the key message and understanding of work has always been it's unenjoyable but necessary you save fulfillment you save purpose for outside of work and that was in a very traditional organization of of life and i think what we know now to be true And when we see the research on how life-changing it is for people, is that it is impossible, (laughs) impossible to feel meh, feel miserable, feel full of, you know, self-doubt, you know, am I being underutilized? Why am I so bored? It is impossible to feel like that for 40 hours a week and have full extent of life satisfaction. Have Mm. the full extent of mental well being, have the full extent like having your purpose and work is showing is shown to you know have better mental health outcomes, physical health, life satisfaction, self confidence. It is related to so many variables. And so, what I would say is that it is possible, it is real, there are endless options and opportunities out there it is actually yours to take and to define, but it is possible for you. There's no such thing as someone who can't find their purpose or who is destined to an unhappy work life. It's just not the case because roles that would be your worst nightmare would be the perfect fit for someone else. But we've just never been taught how to find our, you know, the space that feels best for us. So The main thing I want you to to know is that it is so possible. It's never too late. And it's actually a life skill that's learnable. It doesn't, you don't need to be, it's not magic. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's just a process to learn. You can Mm. learn how to achieve career fulfillment. And what I want to say, especially because I know a lot of high achievers listen to this podcast, high achievers have been very much conditioned to do things alone and, I can do it myself. I'm smart. I'm capable. I can do this myself. But it will be near impossible to do something like this all by yourself because it's about you and it's about looking mm. at your blind spots and it's about looking under so whether that is following a podcast or some videos and you know having a circle like, you know, of, of some close friends or your partner or whoever it is, a mentor, enroll people on this journey get people around you and help them to soundboard and coach for you. If you're not in a place at the moment to invest in coaching, which would obviously be top tier, what I want you to say is like a lot of the high achievers the successful people. The, the people you see around you, they're not doing it alone. So many mm. people have coaches and mentors and support systems behind the scenes, career satisfaction and leadership and, you know, fast track promotions. I've never seen that happen alone. So I would say get people around you. If it can't be a coach right now, enroll your bestie, whatever you need to do, but like do this thinking with a soundboard. It will really help you to expand your idea of what's possible for you.
0: Mm, I love that. And yeah, I do, I actually have nothing else to add to that. That is just amazing. And I love that. Even with those three steps as well, I know that you said uh, you know it is a big journey, it's a big process, and I know that you have shared the link to your Career by Design mini course as well, which people can access, and this will essentially go through this whole process as well mm-hmm. as a starting point. So you share the Ikigai framework, I'm pretty sure you do, in that mini course. Do you want to just share a bit about what's in that course just really quickly, just so that people yeah. you know, are more inclined to go and check it out? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So it's a, it's a free mini course called Career by Design. We've got a Slack community behind it and you can, you know, interact with other people doing the modules, but we take you through some really practical exercises on the career change or career upgrade mindset piece, um, on the clarity piece, on selling yourself and advocating for yourself when you have to, you know, step into a new identity potentially. And then also around the you know, interviewing well and negotiating and making sure because a lot of people fear that if they change, they're going to have to take a step back or a pay cut and it's just not the case. That's just just not true. And so, you know, it, it, it's a taster of that whole journey plus a community to support it. And it's just, yeah, us slash purpose and it's completely free. So people can get a taster of that kind of work as well.
0: Beautiful. And that will be in the show notes as well. So you can go and check that out. So just to wrap up, we wanted to Mm -hmm. share some, I'll ask three quick fire questions. So we'll do this very quickly. Mm -hmm. And then I will wrap up and share with people where they can find you. So what is your number one energy filling practice that you do consistently? Um, Pole dance. It is the best
1: sport I have ever found. I've never been so happy in an exercise environment. It's strength, it's confidence, it's sassiness, it's stretching and flexibility it's
0: breathing and calm it is my go-to I love it and I love watching it on Instagram when you do these like (laughs) crazy moves and I'm like oh god anxiety (laughs) but also (laughs) it's so amazing Uh, and what is the one mindset reminder you focus on to boost your inner your boost your confidence
1: yeah so for me and I know for you as well Tash you know this um, confidence comes through taking action and so for me, I I always my sort of mantra is you get to go again, you get to try again, you get to decide again. Just knowing that whatever step forward you take, it's a test, it's a game, we get to play, and it's nothing is locked in forever we get to tweak we get to pivot we get to try again and so even though I can be so scared about taking a certain step forward or putting myself out there and taking the action I know I need to take to build my confidence because the action comes first even before I feel confident about it I say to myself even if it doesn't feel quite right or something needs to change I get to go again I get to try again I'm just always gathering information and data and then i get to go again and that helps me so much
0: i love that and that really ties into what i also say to myself and clients is you're only ever making the best decision with the information you have and it's not until you make the next decision that you get more information because everyone's like oh but in hindsight it's like yeah but you did not have that information when you made that choice now you do which is why you can judge yourself for that decision Mm -hmm. but you didn't have that then so yeah that really goes to you know when you make another decision, you get more information and then you get to make another one from there. So yeah, love that you get to go again. And then my last one, as you know, I'm all about boundaries. So I really love asking my guests this question as well, is what is one boundary that you uphold that supports you to be your best?
1: Yeah. So I I spend a lot of time filming, creating video content, speaking, engaging, coaching. And so And I'm um, very, very, very deep into the introvert scale. And I I have half a day of introvert time every weekend minimum. So, you know, for example, on Saturday, I caught up with friends for brunch. I was out and about. I had people around for dinner. And then on Sunday, I also caught up with people on midday. And even though it was a beautiful day outside, it was sunny. My husband asked to go for a walk, like a big, you know, three-hour walk in the afternoon. And I said, no. I need to sit on the couch and play Sims. And that is what I want to do. I want to be alone. I want to zone out. I want to, whatever it is, but I just want to, to, to recharge ha- recharge, and sometimes have, um, just doing things that aren't productive, doing things that aren't geared towards getting better at something or Mm. you know what I mean having just that downtime and I I often like to have that it to be alone like or just me and my cat it's really really important to me I think if I had gone out for that walk even though a walk in and of itself is you know fills my cup etc in isolation but in the context of that weekend I don't think I would have been able to start today which is a Monday as energized as I could have been I mm. needed my alone time. So that's very important to me. It's sacred to me. And I make sure that that happens, even even if it means sometimes, you know, disappointing people or
0: saying no. Yeah, I love that. And I'm so, yeah, I'm so, and since becoming a mum, it's become even more critical of having time and my own energy because we very rarely, Kyle and I have time and our own energy now so I Mm -hmm. totally totally recognize that and I think it's so important again like this comes back to what you do as part of the work that you do with your clients is recognizing what gives you energy and what drains you and it's what I do with my clients as well because that feeds into your whole career conversation around the environments that you're in and what does help you to be your best it's it's all of those elements again and this is this is just essentially recapping everything that you talked about is it's knowing your whole self. And I think that this Mm. really ties into that, you know, having half a day to recharge allows you to then show up for your best in your new work week. And I think Mm -hmm. people may have an inkling, of that for themselves but may not necessarily follow through and and reap the benefits of that so i really love that so thank you for sharing uh thank you so much for this for this conversation it has been so amazing i know we could we could definitely talk for hours and hours and hours so i might need to bring you back and talk about some different aspects of mm-hmm. badass careering uh but i just wanted to also share where you can find rosie or if you wanted to share um you're on Instagram you're on YouTube and LinkedIn your yeah your connections will all be in the show notes but uh, your YouTube is incredible and so is your Instagram you do incredible reels but if people wanted to dive into some slightly longer form content YouTube is definitely where to find you but then mm-hmm. those short snaps sharp snippets reels on Instagram um is is also a really good one for you is there anywhere else that people can reach you That said, what I would say is that,
1: you know, feel free to reach out on Instagram. That's why I love Instagram because you can send me a DM and we can have a chat. Feel free to introduce yourself and on my website as well, just badasscareers.com, you'll see that I've got, um, you know, a freebies area and I have spent many, many years, you know, pulling together some really epic free workshops on all sorts of different elements that are often at least an hour long and they cover, you know, interviews and salary negotiation and all sorts of great things so feel free to check those out um, because that's yeah lots of juicy resources there as well but yeah otherwise come and say hi and of course I'd be happy to come back so if there's a particular topic you would like me to deep dive on let Tash know and I'm sure she will have me back for another chat.
0: Absolutely. Anything to have a Rosie chat, that is for sure. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. Let us know, feel free to leave a review, connect with Rosie, let her know that you have learned about her through the podcast. Let me know what you thought about it, what you learned and what your takeaways were. And yeah, thank you again so much, Rosie, and love everything you shared about building a us career. And yeah, may everyone go forth and have a badass career thank you so much stay badass everyone bye thank you for listening to this episode of lead with less the podcast for confident professionals with me tash peterser if you enjoy the show please subscribe and take a moment to leave a review on itunes As a thank you, each month, one lucky reviewer will get a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session with me where you will get the tools and strategies to lead with less burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share this with them and help me reach as many confident professionals as possible.